Okay, so you had this profound experience where you shifted, you felt lighter, you could, you could see more clearly. I mean, you really had a profound shift in feeling and perspective. And you knew you wanted to figure out what this was, not only for yourself, but to bring it back to the US for others. So how did you do that? And what was the progression from that point to, uh, what, what was the next step? We'll get to all the steps, but what was that first step for you? Well, Rosita Arvigo had a program at the time where you could learn how to do, uh, they called it Maya Abdominal Massage, which is a technique that they use down there, the sopiraderas, the, uh, the midwives. They believe that if the, a woman's uterus is centered, that she will be more centered in her life. And mm -hmm. where our culture, if you go and you get a, an exam and your uterus is tipped, they say, oh, that's normal, but it's not normal, it's common. So with this spiritual healing, they were also doing massage on the belly and the womb area, the lower belly. And I wanted to learn how to do both the physical and the, the plant spirit medicine. And they had a program and you could sign up and you did like the self-care first because it's very important to, to treat yourself. And then you could take professional training. So I actually this flew down... Oh, did, oh, you went another time. Okay, you were telling me. Go ahead. Yeah, for the next seven to 10 years, I was flying down there and learning the techniques and um, experiencing the healing and then was able to, after you know a year-long certification program, came to Portland. And I was the only one in Portland doing this kind of work. Um, so it, Portland was ready for it. So when I came, we created a community, we started doing trainings here. And that was, you know, everything's a, a, a diamond. And this was just one facet of all of the things that I was studying. But it really was the catalyst that changed my life. And I actually ended up not going to naturopathic medical school, because my, my soul felt so fulfilled by this uh, traditional medicine, that it was enough, and it was powerful. And I was, my life was changing, people around me, their lives were changing. Um, so how did you talk about it to people? You come to Portland, you're saying, no, naturopathic school is not right for me. You've had, you're doing this study and this training in South America, you come back. How did you talk about it? What did you call it? How did you let people know? How did people start to understand what you did? You said you created a community. How, how did that happen? How did that come about? You know, it's word of mouth, like anything. If you're aligned with something and you're passionate about something and it works, uh, someone's going to tell a friend and so on and so on. Um, and the community just started talking about it. And as I mentioned, Rosita Arvigo really uh, is this phenomenal woman. And she came and did um, at an at a herbal conference, did a pr presentation to like hundreds of people. And that's when I started getting really busy. So it was like, again, the synchronicities, right place, right time. I, it, it all starts to align when you are feeling in alignment with what feels right to you and not what you feel like you need to do for everyone else. You, mm -hmm. start, being, you start to be met. Um, and so I, I built my practice from that. And then of course, through that, my, uh, my own healing was that I, uh, it wasn't enough. I needed to also work with the whole body holistically. So that was like okay. the catalyst. Right. So hang on to a second. And what, what was this training called from in South America? Or what was it? What was it called? What do you call yeah, it? So she, 
she has an organ uh it's a abdominal therapy and it's not called really anything down oh. there they just do it and it's a matter of fact but she we have, there's an organization called the abdominal therapy collective where there's practitioners you can learn anything from men's health to women's health but it's about digestive and all of those things but what really got me was the the spiritual healing aspect with mm -hmm. the plants and the faith and the prayers so did Rosita Arvigo know you were in Portland and she came up there? Is that how she came to come to Portland or how did, why did she choose Portland? Because they had been doing a lot of trainings on the East Coast and they'd made their way to the, you know, Colorado, but there was nothing happening on the West Coast. And this was the early, like 2003. So we, they start, we started, you know, hosting and getting workshops and so that we had more practitioners. Okay. Yeah. So so she came and then suddenly the community you were a part of, it just started expanding and growing. And it's not like you can show us on screen here today what this abdominal stuff looks like, but you were, you, you were incorporating that with the really uh, attracted to the spiritual components. Uh, so how did that, how did, how did you introduce that to people without them like kind of rolling their eyes? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a new thing. And um, you, when you say I, I do uterine massage, people are like, well, what's that? it's like, no, it's an external <laughs> technique that helps your womb and your digestive organs find center. Yeah, because that's heart. how the body can get into homeostasis. However, there is, you know, there's pelvic floor work that's very powerful um, and healing. A lot of the physical therapists and massage therapists are doing it. Essentially, this is a part of our body that we have been really disconnected from and sort of like, it's like the taboo area of the body True. for many generations. And now we're realizing we store so much there emotionally, physically, spiritually. And when people start to come home to their stomach, to their pelvic bowl, uh, there's a huge awakening that happens because this is how we embody. This is how we learn to be on the planet and be more grounded. Mm -hmm. And so it just was one of many techniques that I, I learned and was starting to integrate. But what I found is when I was working on people, uh, big walls and protective barriers around their hearts and hearts were closed mm -hmm. and not being able to speak their truth and so, you know, you can go in there and get things very opened in the pelvis and the belly, but if everything else is shut down, there's not that flow. So I started to realize that every person was different. Everyone has their own story. And so my approach was more each session's unique and different. I don't have a cookie cutter approach because everybody's having a different experience depending on, you know. So you, know, you and I have done work. I mean, we've been in person, but we've done a lot of our work on Zoom. Obviously, you don't have your hands around my uterus. Uh, that's, what are you doing? I mean, what, talk yeah. about some of the different ways you approach this. I mean, is that like on a massage table or what happens? And um, Well, the way my work is now, and it's not my work. It's just, I am a conduit no. for the yeah. healing energy that wants to flow through for individuals. I love that. I think the Maya abdominal massage, and I don't want to call it just maya abdominal massage because um you know there's cultures all over the world that do it but this is where i learned it was in the yucatan and it's uh it was the catalyst that got me on the path and then through that i would be working with people and um 
I would start to hear messages and I wouldn't say anything or I would see images and I wouldn't say anything. And then eventually it was getting so strong, these messages that finally I would be like, well, for whatever it's worth, what I'm hearing is this and what I'm seeing is this. And people be like, oh my God, how did you know? And I'm like, I don't know. So what I was doing, I was starting to learn to trust my intuition and clairvoyance and clairaudience and clairsentience. I could feel in my body what they were feeling in their body. And so then from that point on, it just became this multidimensional medicine that I was practicing um, that worked physically, emotionally, spiritually, energetically, mentally, emotionally. It was just all the things depending on the particular person. So you could do that online because I can work in the quantum field. It's just as powerful. I'm just not physically touching, but people can feel stuff shifting. So you've just continued to evolve over time and the, the healing has really allowed you to come into yourself and awaken to all the parts of you you already knew, what we spoke about in your childhood where you, you felt things and you knew things, but it wasn't expressed or you didn't, maybe not were even fully conscious that you had these gifts and talents, but you've been coming into that more and more since the early 2000s, it sounds like. Yeah, and when I started trusting it and had positive feedback, I realized that I'd had it my whole life, but I'd shut it down because as a child, I didn't know what to do with it. It was overwhelming. I was seeing and hearing things that other people weren't. And then I, I called it, um, you know, kind of hiding it for a long time. And then I, I called it coming out of the spiritual closet where I was like opening that, hey, I, this is a thing. And I remember telling my dad that and he's like, oh, well, you, you know, you've got great aunt so-and-so and somebody else in the family who has these gifts. I'm like, nobody told me. Um, so it was a, it was most importantly, what I think is I had to go through my own healing crisis. So then I could have that empathy and also know what people were experiencing and to know that you can take your power back and you, the body can heal. We can age towards health. And I work with men and women and children and babies and pregnant mamas. And it starts in utero. Like the unintentional, you know, emotional traumas can start as early as in utero because of unconscious thought forms or lineage, you know, issues that get handed down through the generations. So it's great when you get to work with them in utero and as babies. And now I see them as kids yeah, and it's, it is, it is fascinating. So I'm, I'm grateful for that trip to Belize and then all of the other journeys that I've done to uh, other areas, including Peru, which is where I've really been drawn to the Andes lately. Oh, well, so let's talk a minute bit about what you said about in utero, because certainly in the United States, I mean, we take prenatal vitamins if we're pregnant, <laughs> but we don't think much beyond that, that mm -hmm. there's actually an influence on all these other levels. Um, and I guess you don't pay a lot of attention. I mean, you're a science person, but you don't pay a lot of attention to the skeptics or people who have never heard of these types of concepts. I mean, how do you introduce this to people and how, are they, how do they receive it actually when you start to speak in these terms? So that's a really good question because I used to see anybody and then I would, I would kind of dim, dim it down and I would speak in a way that 
that would meet their, their consciousness, which, which would be helpful. And then I was really clear that I, I just, I was ready to work with people who were on the path of awakening that were waking up from what we sometimes hear is the 3D consciousness, which is ego, mind, personality. I'm separate from you and there's only so much to go around. Like people are waking up from that and they're realizing that there's something bigger. There's something in all of us and not everyone, but the ones that are, I put the intention out that I wanted to work with them to give them the language for what they're feeling because they're feeling it. We're all feeling it. Um, you know, there's this low grade, separate consciousness, not enough consciousness, scarcity, um, fear. Like there's so much happening. That's really not our truth and our reality, but it is what is influencing the collective right now. But if I were to be, you know, talking to someone who didn't have a language for this, I just, talk about it like it's energy everything's energy so you know either your energy's closed off or you're open um, emotions flow through the body through the neuropeptides and the neurobiology of the body so and then we we know ptsd and all those words but we don't have to hold the trauma in our bodies we can liberate our bodies from the trauma whether it's emotional or physical and then also do what's called a soul calling because sometimes when we have really stressful emotionally, physically stressful traumas, a part of our soul detaches or fragments off because it's too much for our psyche. And people will say, ah, I just never felt myself after that. Or I felt yeah. out of it or beside myself right. or something came over me. We say right. these things all the time. So with this work, it's like clearing out the energy in the blocks, calling yourself back so people can feel more aligned with their true self. They can have a little bit more clarity. Um, you know, if they're having physical pains or symptoms or dis-ease, it originally starts to manifest in the physical emotional body. So we often kind of do this like deconstruction of like, all right, you're having this experience, but what's really causing it? And so with the in utero stuff, um, it, it can be a bit much for some people to understand, but they're showing with studies with rats and I mean, I'm not a proponent of, of studies on animals, but they did do a study where they you know, exposed them to a stressful stimulus around cherries. And two generations later, the, the offspring of those rats had a reaction to the cherries because it runs in our genetics. And then there's the soul evolution and um, there's so much. So it's, I tell you, it is, it is multidimensional and depending on what an individual needs, uh, we just know in the moment. And that's the most powerful thing we can do is to be in the present moment and see what shows up. 